So no battery here. We rolling. <laughs> We're rolling. Should we talk real quickly? Just run through how we started our day with uh, our day party at the parish and how awesome it was. Yeah, we can pat ourselves on the back. Yeah, I think, on this one, every single act and song was just perfect. Hit, starting with Colin Stetson. That was my first time to see him live. This incredible saxophonist, and I have to say. It took a while to get into it. It's like one big deep breath and then a low tone. And you're thinking, okay, man, where's this going? And Bass just, saxophone. Yeah. Yes. As big saxophone. as he is. Yes. And he's a big dude. Yeah, and he's, he's huge. And it just slowly built and built and built and built and built. And then he, it sounded like five different people were playing at the same time. Well, no loops, no pedals. No loops, back no at, pedals. Back at, NPR, back at NPR headquarters, uh, Jacob Gans, who's, who's been editing the site, was, was like, you got to clarify. We're back home. He's got to be using loops and pedals. How is he doing it? No. And he's doing it through vein-bursting power. <laughs> through intensive conditioning. Circular breathing. <laughs> so afterwards, we wanted to do an interview, and it was one of my jobs is to get everybody, from an artist from the stage back, and where's Colin? Where's Colin? Tick-tock, tick-tock, tick-tock. And I'm thinking, he doesn't know he's supposed to do it. Come to find out, he knew he, he had to do the interview. When he got off stage, he doubled over, and he had to just sit down and do wow. nothing but breathe. I believe it. <laughs> well, if you know, and that was it. He said he needed like at least five minutes just before he could even speak to anybody. And yet, <laughs> and it, the music itself was so. I mean, peaceful might not be the right word, but it was so... Hypnotic. Yeah, yeah. hypnotic's a good word, I think. It, it Trans-inducing. It was very yeah. calming and yeah. Yeah, transporting. I loved watching the eyes of people while he played. and Everyone was just enthralled. I wish we'd had more time, but after him was two yards. And what did you think, Bob? I remember you weren't I, sure. I, had a, I, I was apprehensive before I heard the record, less apprehensive when I heard the record, though I thought, how is Meryl going to pull this off? She's one person. She did bring some a uh, band, yeah, uh, and uh, and that was a, a great addition. I thought she was fabulous. Yeah, her voice was super strong. And the band, I mean, jazz musicians mostly from San Francisco, and and they really were very fluid and playful. And you know, the African influence is so intense in her music, but it doesn't feel put on. It doesn't feel pretentious. It's yeah, I agree. Really and I works. and I was sitting and watching, standing by the side of the stage, watching Kyra Arby, the next act up from Molly watch uh, uh, Meryl right. and Tune Yards and, uh, and sort of swaying to it. Was she enjoying well, it? Which I didn't. Yeah, she was enjoying it. And what I didn't know until we talked to uh, Tune Yards, until we talked to Meryl, was that she studied in Kenya. She's really, I mean, this is not like, this oh, it's not, African-esque. This was you know? not. Yeah. She's really deep yeah. in it. That was one thing that stood out for me was I felt I had worried that it was going to be sort of twee and affected. Yeah, yeah. You know, when, when someone walks out and they're, they're, their name is all this silly typography and they're brandishing a ukulele. You're and thinking wacky. You're just thinking, oh, you are so twee, stop. <laughs> but, but like you said, it's not, it's not an act. It's not affected. She's clearly studied. Uh, and, and, you know, what, what, what jumped out to me was it felt like she was always making the most of whatever resources she had at her disposal. So she had a little ukulele, but she was looping. Right. You know, and then, you know, she has a bassist, and he's really bringing out... Right. Like, there was a full band sound when it was just her and a bassist. And then she has these saxophonists come in, and then all of a sudden... Hey, guys. Hey. Yes. Did I'm you see anything good? I don't know. Y'all's, y'all's conversation looked like pretty awesome. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Welcome to Austin. Yeah. <laughs> it's St. Patrick's Day. We mentioned that. Yeah. <laughs> the wearing the double, of the green the beer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> One thing we didn't mention, I think, just in terms of 
all this stuff we're telling you about, it's all on the website, npr.org slash sxxw. And then if you're getting the regular All Songs Considered podcast, which is where this podcast goes, the live concert podcast is where all the shows are going almost like within an hour after we do the shows. Yeah. Yeah. So that's just a, a quickie and, and, and then of course on the website. So you mentioned Kyra Arby. She was amazing too. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, I watched, and that was funny because I watched the Antlers watching them <laughs> and the drummer for the Antlers, he was watching and I saw him at one point trying to keep with his hand, he was in the air, he was trying to count off just a simple 4-4 rhythm along with them and he you could tell he was struggling he was like trying to figure out where the beat was with it just, welcome to the world of polyrhythms oh yeah it was just all over the place but amazing amazing band and you know I heard that Colin Stetson was talking in French to them backstage yeah, yeah. he's played with them before yeah. I've heard yeah so. in the Sway Machinery yeah um, it was women power it's from totally... from Tune Yards and then Kyra Arby who is a, a real force in, in Mali someone who isn't in the tradition of that kind of singing who wound up doing that kind of singing and becoming such a hero to uh, women in Mali and uh, and then after uh, Wild Flag yeah. I thought they killed it yeah. I really thought they did yeah I mean it should it should be noted that we are not unbiased we are not unbiased <laughs> in the in the field of Carrie Brownstein and her new supergroup Wild Flag it's which true. is her and member and, and Janet Weiss also from Slater Kinney and many other bands member of the Minders and Rebecca uh, Cole Rebecca Cole thank you and, and Mary uh, Timoney Mary from Timoney Helium. from Helium yeah, yeah who she, you know Carrie was speaking with us afterwards and she mentioned that Mary comes from a more prog background which mm. I thought was an interesting uh, view of Helium who but they are more art rock and Definitely of course, Slater Kinney were the greatest riot girl feminist punk, punk band ever. And I thought uh, they found a nice middle ground with the with their pairing, with their yeah. their sort of sonic sensibilities, the way they came together. It made the music just a little more accessible, I thought, yeah. a little more tuneful, and um, but yet at the same time, some wonderful noise. I I, it, I was really knocked out. And they were super fun to watch too, yeah. jumping all over there with the guitars. Oh, and okay. uh, Carrie showed us her bloody thumb afterwards. Yeah. She cut yeah. her thumb. I have a picture yeah. of it on my. Phone. Maybe we'll get it up on the website. Here's how much the artist gave. First of all, so we had Colin Stetson who nearly blacked out. Carrie, <laughs> who tore her thumb up, it was so she gross. was bleeding profusely. I mean, I know. And then oh. I and then I also heard that <laughs> this is the topper. And then Richie Bryan, after her set, got sick. Joy formidable. I'm joy formidable. Got sick and tossed her but, cookies. In but, the, uh... but was a trooper and came over and talked to us. I know, yeah. amazing. Really... Is that what she was tending to backstage? Yeah, and she's yes. like, you know, cleaning up. It's like she's, she, came, she came on and said, "I'm really glad this is radio because I'm a little uh, peaked, you know, a little white." Place. And then she saw and then, the camera. And then the camera's like turned up the light. But she, but you, I, I mean, thought they were amazing too. They uh, she is, it. She's just this tiny little thing. And what a force on the stage. I didn't think she was so tiny when I was watching her. I was no, so not surprised when she came over and talked to us. It was like yeah. all of a sudden she deflated or something. Yeah, yeah, I felt like Wild Flag and the Joy Formidable back-to-back was just this incredible statement. Just these yeah. two unbelievably energetic, incredibly fun bands. I mean, that was yeah. what jumped out to me about Wild Flag was how much fun they were having. And also... Is there how many drummers are better than Janet Weiss? None. Oh man. Because I... Janet Weiss is so 
unbelievably great. She's melodic. She's an incredibly melodic drummer and power. She's got a lot of power. Uh, producer Mike Katzoff, who was with us there, he and I were talking about it during the set. We were just like looking at each other, and just you know, in awe of what she was doing. Anyway, yeah. So Wild Flag was really amazing. Joy Formidable, I thought a, a signature set for them, even though it was short. And then, of course, there was the beauty of uh, the Antlers debuting their new album, which, uh, which Bob, I feel you should take the floor on this one. <laughs> um, but my There's eyes are going. My eyes are just going to roll in the back of my head again. <laughs> no, they really, they really killed it. I, I think that the arrangements were so beautiful. They're, they're beautiful pulse. I, I described it as as, uh, as waves. Yeah, yeah exactly. Know, and that's just what their music is. And it's, Peter Silberman's voice, I just was, think, is just so strong now. It's just, you can really hear how it's developed in the last couple of years. And they had a yeah. trumpet player who they didn't know how they were going to pull it off. One of the reasons their hesitation whether they were going to actually be able to pull off the whole album is they wanted to do these trumpet parts. And they found a trumpeter who they knew who was in Austin, came out and did that. They had a new guitar player in the band. It was a lot of bravery up on stage to pull off a whole new album live in front of a not just an audience, but an audience that's out there in radio land, TV land, so to speak, you know, web Yeah, it's interesting with them. What's great about their records is something they really captured on stage, which is this mixture of grace and intensity. Mm -hmm. So it's very delicate and it's very beautiful, but it's very, very big and very powerful at the same time. I thought that that really came through. So they played their entire new album, Burst Apart, and it's entirely not out until May. Yeah. That was awesome. And then... We all went home and took a disco nap, and then we went out. We did. I took, I no, didn't I take took a no nap. such nap. Oh, I never got my nap. You're such a dog. Yeah. I was telling. I have to I full, full disclosure to Bob before he got here. I was telling Steve, and I said, Bob's ability to go and go—it's almost annoying. How does he do it? How does he go and go and go and go and go? And I just, you know, like I'm just creaking, and you know, and, uh, and I said, you know, I said, he just, almost annoying. Yeah. I went back to my hotel room and made my schedule in emulation of Bob. Yeah. I was trying to. Uh, I, I, I think well, I saw 14 bands oh after, after the show. After, oh my after the show. Wow. So I saw 10, and I, I ran into Bob at some point, and he told me how many he'd already seen at that point, and I thought, I'm just going to give up trying. I'm just going to go see the ones I want to see. I cannot keep up with this man. I'm a wimp. I only shows. saw five, but they were all great, and I want to talk at length about every <laughs> single one. This is the most obsequious <laughs> podcast we've ever done. Here's a lineup all right, of I'm all gonna, our greatness. I'm going to keep mine really short because instead of going through all mine, I'm just going to tell you uh, two things that I saw. First of all, uh, oh, I have to mention letting up. Uh, despite great faults, this band has been around since like the you know like five six years ago. Always wanted to see, love that group. The band is called Letting Up. L- Letting despite... Up despite great faults. They're they're uh, an LA group. They're sort of shoegazy electro pop, and I was just so thrilled to get to see them. Saw Ham Sandwich. Oh, I wanted to see Ham Sandwich. Saw Ham Sandwich, and that band is this Irish group. They're just all over the place. It's sort of, they, you know, at times they sort of sound like my bloody Valentine or Smashing Pumpkins, and then they sound sort of folky and jiggy. and it's Cabaret-like. But hmm. for a band called Ham Sandwich, way better than you would expect them to be. You would, you'd think with a name like that they're sort of ironic, and they're always winking to yeah. the audience or something, and they're not. They're just a great, great band. Ham Sandwiches are serious, man. Ham Sandwich. That's right. And, uh, uh, and then I'll just say, uh, oh, we, 
we saw Agaloc on the <laughs> metal. Yeah, you were there. I was at Agaloc, and I, and and I had the same reaction I did to the album, which is if they didn't sing, they would be so <laughs> unbelievably. <laughs> It was. It was. It, the the vocals are. are I mean, it's kind of frightening. Are, are frightening. As, uh, Bob Bob once uh, likened it to Linda Blair and The Exorcist. <laughs> yes. uh, those vocals. But the music was yeah. so intense. awesome. Absolutely intense music. And uh, and then lastly, I'll just say that I saw Ostra, this uh, group from Toronto. They are sort of uh, a Canadian version of the Knife, huh. uh, but with more members. But it's that sort of dark techno slick electronic music um, by far the best show I've seen so far uh, they were terrific just the stage person they had these two women uh, who were singing on either side of the lead singer and they had the synchronized dancing that they were doing and they just were so tripped out it was the knife on pop it was wow. yeah it was the lovely. knife yeah maybe not quite as dark as the knife gets that, but that's where the pop be. trippy yeah. definitely trippy excellent that's so, so Anne what was all so great First, I saw uh, Rusty Willoughby and Rachel Flotard oh, have a collaboration. Uh, she's, she's the top from Visqueen. And uh, Rusty Willoughby from Flop and Pure Joy, these two Seattle musicians doing a, a kind of a country pop thing called Cobirds Unite at the No Depression Showcase. Then I saw this. I, can't, I, I don't know what to say about this guy. I, I was amazed by Alan Stone. Have any of you heard of Alan Stone? Hey, we, we, we work with him. We know an Alan Stone. Yeah. Not, no, that. Not, <laughs> that not that guy. We're all like, really? He gives, Alan? I know he played, Alan? he played guitar and he gives tours in the building. <laughs> oh, not that Alan Stone. Oh. <laughs> this is one of those South by Southwest stories. A friend told me, a friend of a friend told me about this guy. Okay. Looks kind of like Weird Al. Mm-hmm. Sings kind of like Al Green, <laughs> really unexpected. Like the seriously nerdiest, most amazing blue-eyed soul singer I have huh. seen in ages. Wow. He played a, a little club on Sixth Street, unofficial. Started out empty, ended up packed wow. with sweaty dancing. You know, mixed race audience going crazy for this guy. And you know who his band was? Raphael Sadiq's band. Yeah. No. <laughs> so that was my That's highlight. Awesome. Nice. But, wow. Yeah, so that was that. really great. But I also popped over to see one of my other favorite Northwest bands, The Lonely Forest, who I know have been featured very, on. Very, very good band. Um, on uh, Song of the Day before. And they have a wonderful new record coming out, uh, produced by Chris Walla. And then I saw Theophilus London do a little hip-hop stuff. I saw The Nux. Uh, a hip-hop group from L.A. who totally took it into the Bad Brains territory with a kind of a black rock power thing. It was a good night. You know, it turned out to be all right. Um, I love the variety in all this. Keep yeah. going, Stephen. Right. Well, I just have to say, just listening to you, I, what, it reminds me of this thought I had as, as I was walking around. It's like, there are so many little worlds going on oh, at the same time. Yeah. Totally true. And this, you know, anywhere you plant yourself, you're going to have this totally different experience. And there's it's like these little villages yeah. all within this town. Yeah. Well, and I, try, I tried to visit as many of those villages as I could since the last time we recorded a podcast, which includes several shows I saw last night. Uh, went hip-hop with Big Crit, who I really really liked. Then, in, mostly in defiance of Bob, I went back and caught a little bit of Duran Duran set. <laughs> I'm so glad that you've become the target yeah. of this and instead my, of me. My, my I'm glad pl- to be. My plan, my plan <laughs> I'm was, proud to be. My plan was, I'm going to strut in and I'm going to hear them play me one hit. 
and 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 I'm gonna wait <laughs> until they play a hit, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna and watch it, and then I'm gonna leave. So first song, kind of a minor hit. We have a, a thirty second limit on Duran Duran <laughs> yeah, conversation. I'll do, the, I'll do this really quickly. <laughs> Second song, new song. It you, you oh you know everyone. It's like all of a sudden rush for the porta potties. Finally, da 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 da. Well, boys, yeah. and I was like, there there I was, one song. Um, I kind of Bob has I no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm not. I just have to say, I, I no, kind of. No, wish no I you don't have to say. <laughs> so, all right, all right. So, I almost saw orchestral maneuvers in the dark tonight, but that would I, be better than. I opted for uh, for a little hip hop instead. But I saw Jay Maskus from Dinosaur Jr. Just him and, and a his guitar, flowing locks. Just his flowing gray locks, still <laughs> unbelievably loud. Him, Here's him why guitar, I didn't go. Piercingly loud. <laughs> I thought of going, and that's why I didn't go. It's like I don't think my ears could take I it. Know, and he stands in front of those amps yeah. like yeah. that. I know? tweeted at the time like Well it doesn't bother me, can't hear anything yeah. anymore. <laughs> I, I tweeted at the time like this guy is one of the biggest mass deafeners. Oh yeah. <laughs> He's deafened me once or twice. <laughs> uh saw Noah and the Whale, a, a band that Did but, you like them? Well I love I love their first Bob's being sarcastic because well, he I, knows it. No, I well, love, no no actually I wasn't because I know that you were disappointed by the new record. I'm very disappointed by the new record. Yeah. I love the oh, first okay. two yeah, records yeah, yeah, like yeah. crazily, crazily much. I didn't think Stubbs was the right venue for them. Yeah. A total discovery. Brazilian rock band called Holger. 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 <laughs> Which sounds more German. More, more like I like I might have seen them. Like I might have seen them. Exactly. <laughs> Opening for Agalock. I was going to say it sounds like I might have seen them with Agalock. Seriously, the drummer and just the drummer would have made a perfectly good band. Wow. Well, I closed out the night with a with a, a rapper named Yellow Wolf. Is it over? I is love it... him. He's my homie. Oh, I wanted to see Yellow Wolf. <laughs> is the night over? The, yeah, I, I managed to see. I uh, saw Yellow Wolf right before I headed over. Did he show his tats? <laughs> yes, he he got he got completely shirtless and, uh, and and showcased his like body sleeve. Yeah. He's a skinny guy. <laughs> skinny guy with a lot, a lot of, of tattoos. tattoos. I will say I had the same reaction to him live that I tend to have with his records, where I his flow is just. Unbelievable! Yeah. I wish he had a little bit more to say. Yeah, I hear yeah. you. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna grow. I, I, I feel. <laughs> there it. you are. We're just being so obsequious. <laughs> who did we hate? <laughs> I know. I don't know. Who I will I say. Am. I will say. I reached a point with a band I like called Lord Huron. Could I, you get? You got into that. I got into that. Yeah, we tried and. And I found, it. and they, they opened with the song of theirs that I knew, and I liked it, and I found by the end that it just started to feel like a composite sketch of every hmm. vaguely polyrhythmic indie rock band that I've seen, of which I've already feel like I see, I've seen twelve. Ah, uh, yeah. So it, it's interesting that you keep asking who do we hate because. I guess I didn't I'm hate seek- Lord Huron. I guess I'm seeking out stuff that I anticipate that I'll like, and maybe tomorrow night we should add to our list. Go see something you think you'll hate. <laughs> Bob, I think Duran Duran well, are playing an acoustic set. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me know how that goes. <laughs> no, but it might be. Well, I went to Agalock. I don't hate Agalock. I, I thought the record was fascinating, but that was the one that I knew would be my challenge. Um, and then saw Robin there, mm-hmm. and you were there too. I was there too, and, and so was Mike. Yeah. Wow. And I will, and like, like I said, you hear that, Lars? We all win. <laughs> but but the songs when they were just instrumentals. Yeah. I, ju- I thought we're, we're really remarkably great. <laughs> Is that your recording of it? What time was that, you guys, that you were all aggravated? That blew my speaker, my uh, mic out. 11 o'clock. Well, I'm with Robin on, on Ostro as, as, a, as a total highlight tonight. Yeah. Absolutely. But the, mm. the only act that I, that I had seen before that I went to see again 
was um, Adam Akaraji, who, you know, is a, a pet of mine. And he had a... <laughs> literally keep him on a leash in a box. Adam, I'm sorry, like a, like a man. Parent. I let the secret out. So he had a seven-piece band, but and they had. absolutely killed it. They were unbelievable, spiritual, gospel-y wow. uh, music that had everybody. And the place was packed. People knew the songs. Wow. I was so thrilled to see that. Because the last time I saw him, it was sort of not that many people there. It was a good show. This was uplifting. It was the best music I heard all night. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, absolutely the best music I heard all night. So I have to say, we've been coming here for several years now, and the skank situation has not gotten any better. <laughs> Excuse me? What <laughs> hand's right here? jeez. <laughs> oh, Should I say trollop instead? It's just, it hasn't I, gotten any better. It's In if fact, if se- anything, it's gotten worse. There were several points at which you could play Carrie Brownstein's uh, uh, trademark game, Is That a Skirt or a Belt? Yeah. <laughs> but you know Seriously. Uh, okay, I just have to say, the the boy trollop factor is very heavy too. The, yes, it the is. Bollop, brawlip factor, the brawlip factor. The brawlip, the trollop and brawlip. It's very, it's very intense. In fact, that was my low point. Was oh, early oh, on, early on when I was trying to get into a show I couldn't get into. I ended up in a taco line with a bunch of St. Patrick's Day revelers. It was quite disturbing. Lots of skirt belts, lots of brawlips. <laughs> I had to wait 20 minutes for my taco. Sorry, Bob, you have to indulge us in this discussion, oh, but man. I have to say, I t- that reminds me as we were walking down the street. So, uh, let me tell you about the groups I saw. <laughs> Alright, I'll show you this amazing video I took. This was, I'm walking down the street and I see these weird looking guys on stilts towering over everybody, and then I hear the most amazing marching band I've ever heard in my life. Whoa. And, and you're uh, from Kansas. I sh- saw a bit. So I, I kind of push through the crowd, and I see, and these guys, it's just this huge marching band, all wearing matching uniforms, and this sort of circus performers kind of going around them at the same time, and they all were dressed like these goth, like terror, like <laughs> something out of Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome if they'd had a marching band in Mad Max movie. It was like that. I shot a video. I don't know if the audio is going to come out. I don't know. They just uh, they just appear. But see, like, look, they've got these uh, studded uh, vests with like metal studs on them and cro- skull and crossbones, and then the you know the feathered marching it's band like a, hats. It, they look like a biker marching band. Can you hear the whistle blowing? Yeah, totally. It I was amazing. From, it was just amazing. I bet that's from Portland, Oregon. <laughs> I don't know, but that was definitely. I can't believe I forgot to mention. Dear, that. Huge, all songs considered. Huge, huge. We thought you liked Portland. Huge highlight of my night. This is, this, you know. Yeah. See, if we hadn't started talking about trollops, I never would have gotten to the marching band. You started talking about trollops, yes. Thanks, Ian. I feel like we've become helplessly unhinged. It 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 should be noted, for the benefit of anyone for some reason still listening, that we are recording this currently at 2.41 in the morning. Oh, wow, I got Magic Magic Bullet band. I I heard their name. And, but hadn't heard a lick of them. I stumbled into them. Absolutely loved it. It was like a taller David Byrne. Really humorous, great, wonderful music. So, Magic Bullet. Magic Bullet. Um, I, you know, Theophilus London, I did mention I saw him. One thing that he did that I thought was hilarious was at the end of his set, he actually had his hype man throw money into the crowd. I've never <laughs> seen that before. Actual money. Wow. Dollar bills. Wow. At least 
20 of them. Wow. And were people just like killing each other and scrambling <laughs> over one another? And... They were like, woo, I'm going to go buy me a taco in the midst of a bunch of <laughs> brawlups. I'm getting hungry. Maybe we should pack it in. Right. See if there's anything else to go see tonight. I have to say, uh, now I'm suddenly awake. I was so tired. Now I'm like, oh, wow, is it really almost three? I'm going like to go see three. my bed. Bob's thinking he's got to actually cut this thing before he goes to bed, so we should wrap it up. Yeah. It's I'm been ready. big fun. Good luck what with that, Bob. Amazing day. Yeah. Really great day. And a great night, too. Great. And two more to come. That's good. Should I record this? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the kid joke gets kind of old. <laughs>